This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a new government industry partnership to help distribute a COVID-19 vaccine once it's available. A Pentagon-led study says commercial airplanes may not be as dangerous as once thought. And legislators once again try to get more money for federal retirees' cost of living adjustment. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The Defense Department and Department of Health and Human Services are teaming up with industry to provide COVID-19 vaccines to long-term care facilities once they're available. The agencies are partnering with CVS and Walgreens to give out the free vaccines. Skilled nursing facilities, nursing homes, assisted living facilities, residential care homes, and adult family homes will all be eligible for the program. The companies will schedule on-site clinic dates with each facility. A new Pentagon study suggests it's very, very hard to contract coronavirus aboard a commercial aircraft. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has details. Researchers for DARPA and U.S. Transportation Command simulated how droplets move through the air aboard 767 and 777 jetliners and estimated it would take 54 hours of flight time for one person to infect someone else. That's mostly because commercial airplanes bring in more fresh air than pretty much any indoor environment on the planet. The authors say it takes about six minutes to remove a single viral droplet from inside an airplane, faster than most hospitals and biosafety labs. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The Small Business Administration's Inspector General warns thousands of Paycheck Protection Program loans may have gone to ineligible borrowers during the coronavirus pandemic. The IG office reports SBA approved loans for businesses that were on the Treasury Department's Do Not Pay database, as well as loans for amounts higher than what businesses should have received, based on how many employees they had. The IG expects to release a final report on how SBA dispersed funding for PPP loans early next year. The Justice Department so far has charged 56 people with defrauding the program out of tens of millions of dollars. An attempt to boost cost of living adjustments for federal retirees. More from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. Two House Democrats are introducing their own legislation that would give retirees a higher cost of living adjustment next year. Democratic Congressman Peter DeFazio and Ways and Means Subcommittee Chairman John Larson say next year's COLA should be 3%. The Social Security Administration announced a 1.3% living adjustment for retirees last week. It's the lowest COLA in four years. Lawmakers say it doesn't keep pace with the pressures retirees feel today during the pandemic. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. A new report finds the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission could do a better job keeping track of workplace retaliation that stems from sexual harassment complaints. The Government Accountability Office says while the EEOC collects data on sexual harassment claims, it can't fully analyze the problem since it does not separate data on claims that employers retaliated against workers who reported sexual harassment from claims that employers retaliated for other reasons. A group of Senate Democrats are calling on the U.S. Agency for International Development to continue diversity and inclusion programs despite a recent executive order from the president. The Trump administration is effectively banning all agency diversity and inclusion training pending review and approval from the Office of Personnel Management, but the senators are asking the USAID administrator to continue them anyway. They say any decisions to pause USAID diversity and inclusion training will contradict recent recommendations from the Government Accountability Office. GAO suggested USAID leadership 
leadership pay more attention to improving diversity within the agency's top ranks. One of the longest-serving agency chief information officers is leaving, Federal News Network's Jason Miller reports. Rashiv Mather, the Social Security Administration's deputy commissioner and CIO, is leaving after more than three years in the role. Federal News Network has confirmed Mather's last day will be October 26th. SSA Commissioner Andrew Saul says in an email to staff, which Federal News Network obtained, that until Mather's departure at the end of the year, he will work in the commissioner's office as a senior advisor. Saul also says Sean Brun, currently the assistant deputy commissioner and deputy CIO, will take over for Mather as the new deputy commissioner and CIO. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The General Services Administration officially added another piece to the acquisition system modernization puzzle. Over the weekend, GSA finalized the migration of the contract data reporting tool to beta.sam.gov from fpds.gov. The agency has been running both sites in parallel to ensure the transition to the new beta.sam.gov goes smoothly. The new site offers more capabilities, like being able to run reports based on 12 years of data, and reports can return 150,000 rows instead of 30. 30,000. The FPDS reporting capabilities will be the fifth system migrated into the new environment. Agencies are exploring how technology could improve their handling of Freedom of Information Act requests. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more on that. The Justice Department's Office of Information Policy will host an Artificial Intelligence 101 session next month for agency FOIA professionals. Meanwhile, the Chief FOIA Officer Council's Technology Committee has launched eight working groups focused on bringing the IT infrastructure that supports FOIA requests into the digital era. Committee officials say some agencies have had trouble processing FOIA requests during the COVID-19 pandemic because employees can't remotely access some of the software they need. Jory Heckman. Federal News Network. As the country begins adapting more and more 5G technology, the Homeland Security Department is establishing research and development efforts focused on mobile security. DHS says 5G technology will create some vulnerabilities to critical areas like supply chains and network security. Its Science and Technology Directorate will soon be launching Secure and Resilient Mobile Network Infrastructure R&D projects to help with securing those areas. Democratic senators want the Homeland Security Department to rethink its plans to expand the use of biometric surveillance. A recent proposal from DHS would allow U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services to create detailed biological profiles of individuals involved in the immigration system by amassing data from facial scans, voice prints, and even DNA testing. The senators worry the move would chill legal immigration and go against U.S. privacy values. EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler receives an award from an unusual source. More now from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. Wheeler apparently has a soft spot for critters. A year ago, he signed a directive to start reducing animal testing at the EPA and five university grants to develop alternative methods to reduce or replace testing on vertebrae. The plan is to eliminate it by 2035. Now Wheeler's been recognized by a group called the White Coat Waste Project, which opposes animal testing. It gave Wheeler what it calls its Green Bomb Policy Pioneer Award its first ever. I'm Tom Temin. The Army says it's doing a better job on improving privatized military housing. However, there are still glaring issues. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni reports. In the nearly two years since the military received mass reports about lead paint, mice, and mold in privatized housing, the services have made some improvements. The Army's invested half a billion dollars in housing and plans to invest $2.8 billion more in the next five years. The service is also remodeling 18,000 homes and building 3,800 new ones. However, the military still has not implemented at least three of the 18 provisions in the Tenant Bill of Rights. The missing privileges are some of the most impactful and include a remediation process for disputes with landlords. Scott Massioni, 
Federal News Network. And President Donald Trump has signed the National Suicide Hotline Designation Act into law. It sets 988 as the new universal telephone number for the National Suicide Prevention and Mental Health Crisis Hotline System. Supporters say it will make it easier for those suffering from mental health crises to reach help. The FCC designated 988 as the national number earlier this year. The implementation will take a couple of years, so for now, the current number still remains 1-800-273-8255. For more information on these stories, you can go Go to federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts, and stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar, or pie made with fresh cosmic crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.